You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. We would be honored if you would join us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Damn Dolphins Podcast. The Damn Dolphins Podcast. The Damn Dolphins Podcast. And we're coming off of a week nine win. The Dolphins hey, went up to the Soldier Field. Hey, Mike, Mike. And beat the Bears. Was it, was it recording during the time the time then and when you introduced everything? Uh, I think it was. Uh, should we do it again? No, we're just okay. going to go off of this. Okay. I'm pretty All sure right, it then. was. <clears throat> All right. But anyway. All right, so uh, this is Madman Mike. This is my good friend Robbie T. Uh, DolphinsTalk.com affiliated podcasters on the damn Dolphins podcast. Uh, the Dolphins, post week nine, uh, recording in well, the middle of the week. And uh, we're just... We're going to talk about the Dolphins' win up in Soldier Field. They beat the Bears at Soldier Field, and, uh, and it was a 35-32 shootout because there was no defense in this game on either side of the ball, which makes it kind of a very frustrating if you're a Dolphins fan and uh, I guess kind of foreseen if you're a Bears fan because they got rid of Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn uh, during the season. They traded him away. Um, so... Uh, that's where we are. Tua played good. The wide receivers were awesome. Uh, Tua, after that performance, is now in the MVP conversation. Impressive. Uh, Tyreek Hill is in the MVP conversation. Most impressive. Tua went off for uh, 300 yards, three touchdowns. The force is strong with him. Um newly acquired uh jeff wilson he had nine carries for 51 yards he had a catch for a touchdown he had a very, he had a very good game he did he had a really a he was really good at blocking too and yeah. and, the, and, he, and he uh he only pl- practiced for a couple days and uh same thing with the uh, bradley chubb uh tyreek hill had seven receptions 143 yards and a touchdown Jalen waddle had five receptions 85 yards and a touchdown you like that you like that could have could have been much, much more and probably could have had a second touchdown if uh, Tua, I think, didn't put too much air under that last pass to him on, I think it was like a third and 11 uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Waddle could have been gone. Either The pass was either underthrown or there was too much air under it. And I and, uh, I don't think I don't think he was throwing it that for with that force, though. Like, I don't think so to, either. Because I, I know to a, I know to a historic. We all know his limitations on throwing the deep, deep ball. But I don't think he was throwing it hard. I think he was throwing, like, a really long fade. It was just – it didn't get the air it needed. Yeah, just – it got – yeah, it was it was like a high arc, and then the velocity kind of slowed down. Yeah, he. I don't think he was, like, airing it out. I think he was trying to, to uh, float one that was probably easy enough for an easy catch. Mm-hmm. And to make sure he didn't overthrow Waddle on a thirty eleven to close out the game, uh, I think, I think what he was thinking of was like, I need to float one up there to make let this guy have an easy catch as uh, as possible uh, in order to at least move the chains to close out this game. If I mm-hmm. if I if I sling it out there and I happen to overthrow him then we don't get the catch and we don't get the touchdown to close it. So I think he was they, – they were trying to run out the clock by that point anyway. So I think he was thinking, like, let me just at least get the catch and let me have him catch it inbounds. But it didn't happen. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to read off some of these drives, but there were a lot of, impre- there were a lot of impressive drives in this game, uh, especially by the offense. It was one of those games where – where there was literally like no defense until like the very very end, uh, it was one of those mm. games where Tua literally had to like put the whole team on his back. Like he kind of did that last week, but the defense showed up in the second half and kind of l- didn't let the Lions uh, score. But in, but this week, like the defense wasn't coming like whatsoever. So Tua just had to like match score for score, score for score, score for score. Yeah. Um. 
There's some impressive drives, six plays, 75 yards and a touchdown, seven plays, 75 yards and a touchdown. Um, there was eight plays, 64 yards, but and it ended in a missed field goal before the half. Then there was four plays, 75 yards, a touchdown, 11 plays, 75 yards, a touchdown. Then there was like a turnover on downs. Then there was another turnover on downs. Then there was a punt, and then there was the end of the game. So we were kind of – and on one of those uh, turnover on down drives, uh, we had 68 yards. And then, like I said, the um, – the missed uh, opportunity on that third and 11, that was like kind of technically our final drive or second to last drive before we ended the game. Um, but, you know, that that if we connect on that, we looked a lot better on that drive. So, uh, but the most frustrating thing was that we couldn't stop a Shisa Bears uh, three and five team at the time that literally had one of the worst offensive lines uh, a quarterback with a lot of athleticism, but he was sacked like entering the game. He was like what sacked like 30 something times and was uh, known to have like the, the highest percentage of sack rate uh, available at the time entering the game, at least finishing the game. I think it was like 33 sacks and 15% sack percentage, but before the game, I'm not sure what it was entering it, but I mean, we literally couldn't get to him. Robbie. What do you think of us not getting to Justin Fields? That game was so annoying to watch because, you know, let me give props to the Bears. They, for a team, like I, and I've said it for weeks, I still think their roster sucks. Like, because I do think that's a bad team. That's a bad, that's a bad football team, but. This team looked like they didn't even want anything to do with Justin Fields. And then they figured out how to use Justin Fields. You're going to make him move all over the place. What a novel concept. We're going to make him into Lamar Jackson. (laughs) That's exactly what they did. Yeah, like, Mike, what did they do? They they, they, They put in an offense suitable for their young quarterback. What a concept. I know. I know, Jeez. and it just ha- it had just happened to be that game. And, and you know they have a defensive minded head coach, and he figured out how to use his young quarterback halfway through the season, and Flores couldn't figure that out with us. Oh gosh, oh gosh, darn it! Uh, yes, it, it was a very annoying game to watch because they basically ran Justin Fields all over. He broke the single season record for not not a singular a single game record, a single game record for a quarterback rushing. He rushed for like what, like 170 it yards, was like, or something like. That. I think it was like 150. Man, uh, let me see. Uh, bup da beep, bada boo. Looking for it. Looking for it. Looking for it. Um. It was. Uh, I think it was more. Um, here we go. He rushed. Oh my god! He rushed for 178 yards and a touchdown. Wow! And 178 yards for a touchdown, and he only and by passed the way, for 123 yards and three touchdowns. And, and by the way, one of those 100, one of those 170 something, those 170 yards, that was a 60 yard or touchdown. Yeah. It. That 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 was not a fun watch. It was an entertaining game, but for a Dolphins fan and and look, you know me guys, I love my Dolphins. I root for them even at their worst, and I really like this team a lot. I do think that the Bradley Chubb addition, once he gets out of that snap count, I think it's gonna definitely I don't know if he's the missing piece of the puzzle, but I think he is gonna help alleviate the defense a little bit, but so I, the other night was one of those games where it's one of those games where they don't, where they look like a playoff team, but they sure don't look like a Super Bowl team to me. I think yeah. this team leaves a lot of meat on the table. I think the defense, this defense, has not been very good. Technically, if you look at the stats and the numbers, this defense has not looked very good. We couldn't do diddly poo. They are not creating turnovers. They're not pressuring the quarterback well. 
and we're getting we're, it's too much of a bend and not break defense. And we, we're for the most part, we don't break, but we bend way too much, and it gets to a point where it drives you nuts. And that game was a perfect example of that game of what I mean. They ran the ball all over the field. They did not beat us in the air. Yes, yes, Justin Hill, Justin Fields did have like that one really, really good touchdown pass. And that was a hell of a pass touchdown, by the way. I think you know which one I'm talking about, right? Um yeah, the one where Xavier Howard like let uh was it was it Mooney go into that pocket was, and Yeah, and I think it was Mooney, yeah. Just float one there. Yeah, it was a nice touchdown, but I mean no, that, Howard that was just a, looked like he just let, let the guy nah, run but, by. Him. But no, but like but but Justin Fields, that was a that was a really Great throw and accurate pass to, to Mooney for that touchdown. Like I, I gotta yeah. give him that. But what I'm saying is the Bears are a bad football team. The Bears. The the Lions are are is not a very good football team. I'll go and say it's not very good. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. The Steelers offense has been putrid. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively we couldn't make a first down we couldn't run the ball we didn't try to run the ball we couldn't complete a pass we and our margin of victories are six points four points and three points against teams that has a combined winning a combined win record of like what it was like seven and whatever how many losses they have basically <laughs> basically look and look i know it's the nfl i know upsets happen all the time i know every like i've always said games are usually decided by a field goal but when you're this high potent of an offense and you have a decent enough defense man we gotta i want to i want we need to blow out some teams bro and this whole yeah. season yes we're six and three but out of those six wins the only game where we were like convincingly ahead, and it still felt closer. Robbie, yeah, I'm sorry. And it felt it felt closer than it should have been, but every game has been down to the wire, and I'm sick of it. I want to blow out a team already. We should have blown out the the Bears by thirty. They should have not. They're not thirty-two. Okay, you know they should not have scored thirty-two points. That's what I'm trying to say. And we still have the Browns and the Texans. And if the Texans keep it close, then that's when you know this team is still a very flawed team, which I do think is a flawed team. I do think the defense is 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 it's bending way too much, and sooner or later it's gonna break. Sooner or later we're gonna have that game where I mean, I guess the game against against the game against the Jets was a perfect example of a game where we just broke our defense completely broke. I don't know. I like if it wasn't for the defense finishing strong in this game, I would have said that they were broken. I mean, I I, I really do think that they're broken. Like right now, I mean, you can't let, you can't let Chicago score thirty two points on you and just keep going toe to toe for you. I mean, literally, like to, like I love Tua. He's such a winner. He's answered. He every time they put points on the board, he answered it. He answered it. He answered it. But. But you can't, you can't allow. Chicago has one of the worst offensive lines. We couldn't even get to the quarterback once. Jalen, Jalen Phillips was over pursuing. Uh, Bradley Chubb had uh, Fields in his grasp one time, but 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 Fields like slipped past him. He mi- Chubb missed him. Uh, what else? Zaving Howard like lets the guy run by him for for a touchdown. Let's uh, Mooney run by him for a touchdown in the in the pocket. Uh, who else? Who else did I write? Right down here, third and six. Uh, Fields took off for a 61 yard touchdown. He juked out Drone Baker. Uh, there was one I think Channing Tindall was like uh, a spy on him. He missed a tackle. Eric uh, Eric Rowe was slow to recognize the two point conversion that uh, of a fullback coming out of the backfield before the snap. Uh, at the uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, the Dolphins allowed Fields to convert a fourth and one at their own 45. Then he escaped the pocket and went on a third and then and then went on a third and one run howard uh howard got ran over by commit for another bears first down uh and then he lets fields right run right by him for a first down and set up a first and goal 
uh, Komet. There, I don't know. There, there. When, when they were, when, and then the Bears were like close to the goal line at one point, and then uh, Komet comes wide open because I guess he was like, it was like a deception kind of move where Komet was like blocking the entire time, and then Fields like threw to him in the back of the end zone. Uh, what else? Uh, bottom of the fourth quarter. Uh, right. I think it was on after a turnover on down downs, the bears were driving on a third and two fields dropped back and they took off for a first down because there was over pursuit by Phillips on a third and seven. Yeah. Then Chubb had fields in his grasp, but he missed and fields takes off for another first. And then finally old ass, our oldest pass rusher who was defensive player of the month for September finally says, I've had enough of this crap. And finally brings down Justin Fields and sacks him because he used a veteran move. And I'm talking about Melvin Ingram, by the way. Yeah. He used a veteran yeah. move. And instead of over pursuing, like our defensive ends were doing the entire game, uh, over pursuing, getting too far in the backfield and then letting Justin Fields run right by him. Ingram decides to bull rush the left tackle, pinch hard, and basically like, Pinch hard up front to where Fields can't run up through the pocket. Uh, basically, the pocket includes because Phillips, uh, Phillips, I think, was on the other side, and he was pinching too, and they just kind of like pinched the pocket to where Fields has nowhere to go, and they finally got a, a sack on the guy. But like it, it was very frustrating. I mean, and, and then it was so frustrating to the point where like Tua is literally like top five in a whole bunch of categories and pretty much in the MVP race. And all we're talking about the next morning is some highly athletic uh, quarterback who lost the freaking game. <laughs> like what you talking about? I'm talking about Fields. Oh yeah, like 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 that's who we're talking about the next day. That's how that's how like embarrassing he made the Dolphins defense look he literally lost the game he only threw for 120 yards he didn't get him beat by he didn't be, really beat him by his arm I mean I know he had the three touchdowns but uh, because he had 178 yards running all over the place uh everybody's talking about how great Fields is the, the following morning instead of but but he's only one he, he's dude he's been a loser his like first two years and he's three and six right now, and the Dolphins beat him. And we're not, we're just, not talking about a winning quarterback who's won like 12, uh, 12 out of his last thirteen games, and Tua Tagovailoa who's crashing all the narratives, and and an MVP uh, candidate who's just like top five in many categories. We're literally talking about Justin Fields, who who just happened to have one good game. Where like all this as as athleticism was for show. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? Okay, it, well, first he had a really good game against the, the Patriots, but in his oh, yeah. defense, his, his, his team has been really bad. In his defense, so I don't I don't want to throw this. He's a losing quarterback narrative on him. I know, I, I know. Okay, the, that, the, that was a little hard. It wasn't pretty fair, bad. but for argument's really sake, bad. I'm just and. You're right. It is silly that, you know, like Tua had a great game and people only think about it as like two bad passes by him. And everybody talks about Justin Fields right now. And again, it was a very impressive game by Justin Fields. And it it could have could have lost that game, dude, like straight up. You know, here's something I always find funny, though. You know what I'm hearing? I, I find funny, you know, people I'll hear I'll hear people like, like, for example, Colin Cowherd. This guy has issues just giving more praise to Tua, but he will. But like he'll he'll say big comments like, "Oh, you know, he's just throwing it to wide wide open receivers." Blah blah blah. This guy's the same guy who also said, "Well, you know what I saw out of Malik Willis? He's a strong, big arm kid." And I'm just I'm just thinking to myself. What what games are you watching, bro? That you're impressed by Malik Willis, who was who's been awful the two games he started. That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. Colon cow turd. And and Tua has literally statistically literally been the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. When he's played, like it, it's insane to me. 
if if you if that doesn't tell you the biases the media sports media has on players, man, I don't know what to tell you, man. Dude, but that's the thing. It's like they all all the sports media, the na- especially the national media and all the big names, like they just it, it's like they don't even like really watch the game and like really dissect it. They just look at the stats and they just look at oh he's 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 taller, he's got a bigger arm, and he could run around, so he's the better guy. Like he's the better athlete, so he's the better quarterback. It's like no, like dude, this kid has physical limitations. He's not durable, but all he does is sling it. He just knows how to play the position. You know what I mean? And like I I like and I know we want the quarterback with the arm, and the legs, and the height, and everything. And like that's a, that's the ideal thing. But it's just like I'll take Tua over a lot of quarterbacks just because he knows how to use. His, the the his knowledge of coverage his, his leverage the shading uh what what routes are open what which ones are not he knows how to use the eye manipulation uh he knows how to throw the guys open and and Sam I think was it Sam Acho who I was just watching on t- on Twitter Emmanuel or, Acho Emmanuel Acho he he was he was just doing a video of of how like two of his receivers are covered in certain uh, situations and they're not always open, but like he, he will like throw the ball in a certain spot where they could either run to it or dive to it. And then it's throwing them open. Like the kid, the kid just has the mental intangibles and the, the, the football IQ to know how to play the position. And that's something that me and you were talking about the last like couple years with him, where we knew he would succeed if he just had either some of the weapons or the protection because he just knew how to play the position the right way and uh and you know it and if you keep succeeding and just throwing the ball and being efficient on third and fourth downs and knowing how to uh uh re- read the mismatches and t- and exploit them you're always going to have chances in this league Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing. Like literally, like I I know in the beginning of the season I kind of like mentioned that he kind of looks like Dan Marino, <laughs> but he doesn't have the height and he has a little bit more more mobility. He doesn't have the arm, but like sometimes it's just like he he will see that deep shot like Marino does, and he, and he'll just like throw it. He's like a he plays like a left handed Marino in my opinion. Uh, All right. Um, like I like I said, I try my best not to compare these young quarterbacks to all time greats. And no offense, he is he plays he is not anything like Dan Marino, bro. If I'm being honest, man, to me he's more of a Drew Brees. He's more of a left handed Drew Brees more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that's wrong comparable with- to. But I mean, he's wearing a Dolphins uniform, so and he's a winner. I don't know, man. I don't know. This, 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 la- this last game, it just he... like it just looked like he took like similar stances to me. He had that similar posture to him. I, I know he's, he's not the same body type or anything like that, but uh, but just Tua, Tua definitely is like, Tua is definitely a winner, a winner for sure. He mm-hmm. has proven that he can win you football games, and in the end, that's what matters the most. Yes, that's true. This is true. Um, so. Um, it was, let me, let let me just say this, uh, newly acquired, uh, Jeff Wilson and, uh, Bradley Chubb, uh, Jeff Wilson had a good game. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how many, how many plays he was there for, but he had the same amount of carries as Raheem Mozart and he had more yards than Raheem Mozart. And, uh. And I think how many how many how many catches did he have here? He had three catches for twenty one yards and another touchdown. So not bad for his first showing. Uh, Bradley Chubb. I'm not sure what the analytics will say about his performance, but I mean we we could we could have used some of that pass rushing and pressure rate to get to Justin Fields and. And mm-hmm. uh, it it could have been scheme. It could have just been those guys being overly aggressive. But uh, I think if, when when you play a quarterback like that, you got to keep him in front of you. 
Like you can't over over pursue or he's going to be gone. So like you got to you got to be you got to exercise a little bit more patience and just just make sure you're keeping like a slow wall in front of him that's eventually closing in on him uh so that he doesn't run around that kind of thing. But they didn't really do it. It's for it's his first game, so you know. And and he is a good player. So you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. It, it was a tough one. Uh our secondary's banged up, so we don't have you know, Brandon Jones is out for the season, I think. Uh, Nick Needham's out for the season. Uh, still don't have Byron Jones, so Crossan and Kohu are still there. And, and they were doing a, uh, I think they were doing an okay job. I mean, Fields didn't get much done through the air, and he took off running. So all I can do is blame the defensive line and the linebackers for not, uh, you know, doing their job uh, spying on him and, and getting to him. Um, what else can I say? Should I read off uh, Tua's numbers? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So Tua after this game, uh, post week nine, entering week ten, he's tied for fourth in touchdown passes. He's fourth. He's fourteenth in yards and and pass yards, and he missed uh, two point five games. So it could be higher. If he didn't miss two and a half games, uh, completion percentage is third, touchdown percentage is first, interception percentage is fourth lowest, his yards per attempt is first, his yards per game is fifth, his passer rating is first, and his sack percentage is fourth lowest. So he's getting protection and he's also avoiding sacks too. And uh, there's also a lot of categories with like even like more advanced. Uh, uh, statistics uh, where he ranks first, like in a lot of them. And I don't even know what those categories are. I'm not privileged to them, but I did see some tweets where it, it's just a little bit more advanced statistics. And he's like one, 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 <laughs> all, all, all the way down the board. So um, it's really good for him. Tyreek Hill. Also uh, let's talk about him in the MVP race as well. Uh, he holds the record for uh, most amount of yards throughout nine games. Uh, I think he has, I know I wrote it down here. He's got what? 70 something catches already. 70, 76 receptions, uh, 1100 yards, three TDs, three TDs. Uh, he has five 100 yard games this season. Uh, and I think he's the 16th player in NFL history to top a thousand yards in nine games. And former Dolphins wide receiver Mark Clayton in 1984 holds the franchise single season record at 1,389 yards, which, uh, barring anything injury related happening to Tyreek Hill, he's probably going to beat that either in the next game or two. Yeah. Um, so, what else here? Oh, uh, Mike McDaniels, again, the play calling, Robbie. Uh, they, the Dolphins go for it, uh, go, go for it on fourth down twice. Uh, one was in the end zone where I think, uh, Jason Sanders missed that field goal before the half. And the second was, I think the Dolphins were pretty deep inside the bears, uh, inside the bears territory. And I think they decided to go for it. I'm trying to find out exactly where it was. One was a uh, fourth and six at the Chicago 35. And I think that was in the same end zone where they missed the field goal. And then the next one was a fourth. It was a fourth and one at the Chicago 14 and to a, that was the one where Tua just threw like short to uh, uh Durham Smythe and kind of just missed him. I don't yeah. know if he slipped on that throw or if he just didn't have enough or he was on the move and his pass was a little bit off. Uh, good decision. Perfect play in that scenario. He was wide open. Tua just kind of mi- missed him on the throw. So uh, it w- I, I can't say it was a bad decision to go for it because it could have worked if they just executed. Um, the other one was a – let me – I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember the play exactly. It was a fourth and six, and Tua had a pass incomplete. A short right to uh, Mike Gesicki. I think it was just outside of his reach. Uh, do you disagree I, with going for it on on either of those situations? Gesicki. 
uh, to go for it. Yeah, on fourth down. Uh, to Mike Isegi, no. Uh, that was clearly the right play. It should have worked. It was just a bad throw by Tua. Simple as that. Yeah, it was a. Uh, My- yeah, on the first one, it was fourth and six to Gesicki, and the Dolphins were leading by ten at that time. So I don't necessarily mind that one, especially when you're going. It would have been a long field goal anyway, I think. Uh, and and it was a field goal. Yeah, it was at the Chicago 35. And then you didn't you, – you missed the chip shot field goal. So if you decide to kick a field goal again, it's it's going to be even longer. And it's really windy in that end zone. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't – and you're leading by 10. So I didn't mind that. Um, the second one was at the Chicago 14, fourth and one. Uh, you're trying to put them away, even though you're only up by, I think, three at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You kind of went to the f- for the field goal. I don't know. Either way, you kind of need a touchdown to beat them. So. Um, look, I will say this, though. I thought that last minute in the first half was some, some really bad clock management by McDaniel. Yes, that like was, uh, allowed, I was he's, eventually he's getting clear, to that. He's clearly showing... Uh, his limitations sometimes, and he has not proven to be great at that. Nope. Yeah, but right before the half, trying to get the drive going, the drive was good. Uh, but I mean, the clock was running down. He like it looked like he refused to get timeout, and there was like too many people on the field, so that was another penalty. Then they what they had to call a timeout to save the ten second runoff or something like that. Yeah, and then uh, her field goal kicker misses. So the, bad, the, the so kick. bad. It was a very windy end zone. You can see the little tassels oh, on the goalpost. Definitely, going oh, definitely. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, man, the, these some of these drives before the halves, and some of these decisions whether or not to either go for it or two point conversion stuff. Like, yeah, there's there's a bunch of weeks in a row where kind of left leave your head scratching, like. I, like it's it's weird. He comes up with a great game plan. The play calling is good, but there's just certain situations uh, during the game where he just like he just kind of frustrates you with what he's doing. And it, I I can't say it hasn't really come back to bite us in the butt a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's there, and at any point, like it it could screw us up. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. this goes what? This goes back to what the Vikings game, maybe when we're when we were down by like fourteen, but we just, instead of kicking the field goal, instead of kick, kicking the PAT right after the first score, we decide to go for it by we decide to go for the two point conversion, and everybody's like, "Well, why is he going for two now instead of getting the next touchdown and then going for two?" Possibly yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. That I, I, that was still a really weird decision. I never understood yeah. that. that and then you no got the Steelers game going for it. Uh, then what? Uh, what happened in the Vikings game? Uh, not the Vikings game. The Lions game. I, I totally forgot what it was. Uh, not challenging. Oh, not challenging the thing. Not challenging the Trent Shurfield possible, probably, probable touchdown. <clears throat> and then, uh, then you got this game uh, with that. So, uh, stuff he's got to work on. Uh, something flashed in my head, and I can't remember <laughs> what it, what it was, but it was it was another talking point. But I can't remember what it, what it was. Exactly. Um, yeah. Again. Like McDaniel, but he does. He just show. He does sh- show a, a tendency to um, make bad uh, coaching decisions, especially clock management. And that clock management in the last minute drove me nuts. And all that, all that crap going on, and in the end, uh, Jason Sanders couldn't get a chip shot. On, he couldn't get the chip shot. From the 29-yard line. But, I mean, I don't even understand what was the struggle. We were moving the ball so well. And it just, it was just, it just drove me nuts, man. The stuff that we complain about guys like McCarthy, we're seeing it here. And it drove me nuts, bro. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I, uh, since we're talking about play calling and stuff like that, 
the Finns, uh, second to, I think it's the second to last drive, technically. Um, it was in the closing minutes of the game. Chicago Bears have had three timeouts left. And the Dolphins need to move the chains to kill the clock to kind of put the game away. And uh, this is something that you always talk about, Robbie, how to put the uh, game in the in the hands of your best players, which is Tua, Waddle, Hill, Kasiki. And on that final drive, they decided they decide to run it uh, twice in a row. And then you had, and then it was third and eleven, and then Tua tries to take a deep shot to Waddle, but he couldn't connect because the defender it was kind of underthrown or whatever it was up in the air, hanging up, hanging up too much, and the defender broke it up. Um, I, I was just like the Bears have three timeouts, so you're not a good running team. I think you're still 29th in the league in rushing. You run it two straight times. And each time you run it, the Bears are gonna one. You're not gonna get. You're probably not gonna get far because you're not a good running team. And yeah. two, uh, the Bears are gonna call a timeout each time you run the ball anyway. So why not just like throw uh, throw it on all three downs, or at least one one once and throw it twice. Uh, that way you put the ball into his hands. He's been carving up the, the Bears defense all day. Uh, that's how I probably would have handled it. But uh, what 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 do you think? I think I like I said I just I just think you should always just put the ball in your best player's hands. Period, and they'll they'll figure it out from there. It's not much I could really say about that. It was just one of those. Again, I like I like the I like some of the stuff we do, but some decisions just don't make sense sometimes, man, and it's just so weird. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, it'll all be okay, Robbie. You know why? Because this upcoming week we're playing the Browns. Yay! Yay! Yeah. You are a factory of sadness. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't know. I feel like playing the Browns is going to be something similar to like the previous two games against the Lions and the Bears. Yeah, that's where... what I'm. Fr- that's what I'm afraid of too. Honestly. Yeah, it's, our defense is. Like I, the same, the same problems are the same problems are there. We're not getting to the quarterback, and uh, we're we're not covering too particularly well, and we're allowing too many points. Uh, so we need to tighten things up. And uh, oh, I do want to say this because uh, before I forget, uh, sure. the Dolphins' defense, uh, the 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 actually probably the three times we played some highly athletic quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson. Uh, uh, Josh Allen and Justin Fields, uh, we've kind of had a hard time containing them. I mean, the Lamar Jackson, he he rushed for that like uh, was it like a seventy something yard touchdown in, yeah. in that game. Uh, Josh Allen was running around like crazy. We really couldn't get to him, and he just kept making plays throughout that game. And uh, Justin Fields couldn't get to him again. Running around, ran for a sixty something yard touchdown. Uh, so, uh, they have to do a better job about game planning for these guys who have legs, um, and, and slowing them down. Uh, and yeah, so the Cleveland Browns could be a similar game to the last couple of weeks. I just feel like it's, it's one of those, you know, they, they aren't bad on offense. They're fourth in yards per game, 16th in yeah. passing, third in rushing, we got to we got to we got to slow the rushing down. I think after the Bears game, we kind of took a dip in our rushing defense. I think we are I think we are where are we right now? I think we're 15th against the run when I think we were higher entering that Bears game. Um the Cleveland defense, they're 15th in yards per game. They're 15th in average pass yards allowed. but uh, They're 22nd in average rush yards allowed, but they're ninth worst in points per game allowed. So they're kind of like where we are because I think we are 25th in points per game allowed. So we're right around the same area in, in that. And, but, but the Dolphins are giving up a lot of yards against the pass and a lot of yards against the run and, uh, and a lot of yards uh, on average per game. So, uh, yeah, Robbie, 
It's uh, Tua versus uh, Brissett, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Former partners going at it yeah. now. Former partners going at it. Who is better? Both having a good year since uh, Brian Flores went away. Brian Flores is whack. What do you want to say? Brian Flores is whack. Um, I think we're coming home. It's going to be a home game in Hard Rock Stadium. Brissett versus Tua. Who, who well, you got, I, Robbie? I I got the Dolphins. I think that's. I think the. I think the Browns. I mean, the only good thing is I don't know if it's a good spot for the Browns because they're coming off the bye and they just had a good win over the Bengals, and I know they're just gonna probably just run the ball down our throats. Uh, I mean, if we stop the run and we stop Nick Chubb, stop Kareem Hunt, we should be fine. We gotta remember. You want do you want Brissett to beat us, and he's not going to beat us because Brissett is not very good. Simple as that. Uh, I got to stop this, the this, run this, though. We got to stop Chubb. Got to stop Chubb. If you can stop Chubb, we'll be fine. But we'll see. We'll we'll see. We will see. We will see. We will see. We will see. But yeah, no, I I, I got the. Um, I think the Dolphins should win this game again. You, yeah, this is not Deshaun Watson under center. It's the, the, the Jacoby Brissett. I think the Dolphins will win this game. Like I said, the scheduling gets easier, and we're in the easy part of the schedule. This is this part of the schedule. We need to win these games, okay? We cannot be like how we were back in the days during the Ryan Tannehill era where we were so close to making the playoffs, and you just had to beat, a, beat up a couple of lousy teams. But they always lay an egg. I don't get that vibe with this team. I think this is a team that is destined to reach the playoffs and maybe even go far. But this is that. This is uh, this to do that. You got to beat the teams on your schedule, and I expect them to beat the bad teams. Where I believe we're a three. I think we're like a four point favorite, three and a half, four point favorite. Um, I mean, the Miami has not covered very well in the last few games, so. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, I went two and three on my picks. Let's just get that out of the way. It's the first, first losing week in a while. I will bounce back. We'll discuss that later. But yeah, um, the Dolphins should win this game. I think they are going to win this game anyway. Miami's just a better team. And don't forget, we're this close to the, if we can get this win before the, the bye week, it's good for us. Let's, you know, let's. Let's reach the bye week with some real momentum. Mikey. Yeah. Tua. More Tua numbers, baby. Uh, yeah. Well, one, um, yes, to feed off of your thought of uh, those Ryan Tannehill years, I think it was – was it 2013, 2014, where all we had to beat was like Geno Smith and the Jets a couple times to make it in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. One, it's Ryan Tannehill uh, during those years were all, was always a bad third down quarterback. And we have a real one, we got a real quarterback. <laughs> he may not have the arm as, uh, of Ryan Tannehill or the height or the wheels, but uh, he knows how to play the position a hell of a lot better than Ryan Tannehill does. Yeah, and literally, and literally, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I know he's banged up right now, or has an illness, or something. But ever since he got to Tennessee, he had a running game, and he's played off of that running game. And he's had a lot of success. Tua has never had a running game, even to this day. He's literally doing everything by himself, and they're playing off of the run. And maybe, maybe on our next podcast, me and me and Robbie could write down all the things we've been right about uh, regarding. Uh, the Dolphins and our predictions for, for the season. Because you heard it here first, people. have been saying Tua was going to be good for a long time. Uh, we, so, did say, we did say that. And speaking of uh, being clutch, I'm trying to find Tua's numbers here on third and fourth down because, you know, I like to do that stuff. Um, give me a second here. So, why can't I find it now? Oh, here we go. Um, all right. So after the Bears game, uh, his third down uh, is his uh, 
His third down performance overall, his completion percentage is uh, 73%, and he has eight touchdowns on third down. And his rating is 140 per, uh, 147. On fourth down, his completion percentage has dropped from, I think it was 100 last time we, we, we mentioned it, and it's 50% now. And he has one touchdown, but his rating is still 135 on it. And let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, and I'm and on third. Okay, let's just say third and between seven to nine yards. Completion percentage is 72.73. And he has a rating of 125.6. On third down and 10 plus. His completion percentage is 73.68, and he has 148.4 rating. Uh, fourth downs between one and three yards. Uh, I think he's uh, 0%, 39.6 rating. Fourth down between four and six yards, 50%, 62.5 rating. Fourth down, seven to nine yards, uh, 100%. The completion and 158.3 rating. So because he missed on those uh, two throws this past uh, this past game, it looks like those numbers on uh, fourth and short and fourth and medium uh, have kind of dipped. But his third down rating is still very very good. <laughs> nice. So, so he's moving the chains, and that's one of the key factors of having a great quarterback, man. On those on those key downs, he's coming through for you, and uh, a lot of the times there there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of third downs where he like he's not even looking short just to get the chains. He's actually like throwing past the chains, like fifteen yards, twenty yards at times. And he's he's good at what he does, man. And that's why uh, he's got those high numbers, bro. Um, what else do I have here to talk about? You want to you want to mention anything, Robbie? Right now, I will mention that the these debates about whether Tua should be an MVP candidate. I actually think it's going to be Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill is doing something we've never seen be done in the wide receiver position. I think the trade is going to be looked down as one of the all time great trades for both teams when you think about it. You know, Kansas City got draft picks against more young players, and Miami got a stud wide receiver who is probably the fastest player ever. And the the what he changed in this organization, something that usually a quarterback does, a wide receiver, a wide receiver has changed the culture of this organization, man. It's it's it just feels wonderful, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels wonderful. I was really excited um, when we made that trade. Uh, you know, like I kind of thought about like whether or not it was a lot to give up for him, but I knew that uh, he is he's ba- like he's a Hall of Famer in my book. Um, just because of his skill set, no one could cover him. He's so electric, and but I didn't know he was going to be the teammate that he is for this team. Like I didn't, I thought he was going to be like kind of like you know, like more like look at me, I got the money, uh, me, 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 feed me the ball, feed me the ball, feed me the ball, and uh, if you can't get me the ball deep, I'm gonna start, you know. Mouthing off to Tua and the head coach, like I, that's literally what I thought it was going to be like. But he's literally had his quarterbacks back from the beginning. He's been saying all the right things. I think he enters the room knowing that the eyes are are already on him, and he probably dresses and acts the way he does to to feed to the cameras. But he, but everything that comes out of his mouth is it's. Very team oriented. It's about the coach. It's about the quarterback. It's about his teammates. It's about being focused and doing the right things and having football first and just you know just you know keep keep working, keep grinding, and keep focusing. 
it's a lot like Tua, Tua's message. Uh, so like he he's he's been a hell of a player. He's been dude. He's been getting oodles of catches all season. He's getting oodles of yards. If Tua perhaps maybe had a like a stronger arm, he probably would have like a handful more touchdowns. Uh, he's been great. He's been electric, and he's breaking records. So that goes great for him for the MVP conversation. I really want to uh, to win the MVP because he's been under so much scrutiny the past the first two years of his career. He got draft. He went through the whole hip thing. Uh, Brian Flores started him in a season where it looked like it was all going to be about Fitzpatrick and Chan Gailey. Riding, uh, reuniting with San, uh, Fitzpatrick and going on one last hurrah for the playoffs. And it looked like it was going to go that way until Brian Flores walked in one day and surprised Fitzpatrick and Gailey saying, oh, uh, two is going to start now, even though we're I think we were like four and three at the time. And they were shocked. And then next thing you know, Flores is like benching Tua and having Fitzpatrick come in for a couple games then there's a quarterback controversy. Then there's stories that uh, – then there's the Watson rumors, like right after Tua's rookie year during the offseason. Then entering the second year, Brian Flores isn't really committing to Tua. Then there's more Watson rumors. Then you have the trade for Watson going on before the deadline, trying to figure out uh, if they could get all the details ready for that trade. But because there was so much scandal surrounding Deshaun Watson – they decided not to pull the trigger on that. Then you have the owner trying to get Brady, and that's going back since like 2019. Like, and, and there's just more doubts. There's more doubts on Tua, uh, them wanting Tua. There's more doubts on the whole national media, even doubting Tua's ability to play quarterback. Uh, everything's dink and dunk, but they overlooked the fact that he's got the worst offensive line in the league. They don't have a running back. They don't have real wide receivers. They have the whole wide receiving crew that's getting injured all the time with like no real playmakers. Uh, and they just, they, they, they just keep writing him off. They keep downing him. Uh, there's been, there's just been so much talk, even by the fan base. It gets, it got so bad that even within the fan base and a lot of people I talked to, people just were like, no, no, he's worse than Daniel Jones. I mean, we literally entered this year with him as what Robbie on, on, uh, who, who's uh, Chris's Sims uh, quarterback list? Cute, he was behind uh, guys like Daniel Jones and a wait, bunch wait, wait, of. Wasn't he like 29th on the list or something like something that? Around there, he was like in the low. He was like in the the, the low twenties, dude. Again, he was like in the bottom, uh, in the bottom of, of some of the some of the quarterbacks. Some of the yeah, Daniel players. Jones ahead of him. Daniel Jones, yeah. And, I don't and look care. I don't care. Now. I don't care. Daniel Jones is having an okay season. It's still Daniel Jones. He still sucks. Yeah, and Tua and I and I said like Tua is probably going to raise up at like at least ten spots, fifteen spots about where he was ranked, and Tua is like literally in the top five now. He's literally blowing all those quarterbacks that he was ranked next to out of the freaking water, and he's up there with the best of them this season. So I just think that like he's playing at a high level. He's playing at least at a top ten level. No, I agree. Uh, no, definitely. He's, shut, he's, definitely he's shutting up all the narratives. He is, he is statistically playing the best out of everybody right now. Yeah, he's shutting up all the narratives. I mean, I maybe not the durability one or the one that he's a short arm, but he's but he's still the best, probably the best deep thrower in the league. He's got uh, the highest uh, yards per attempt. He's got the uh, like the highest rating in the league still, I think. Uh, and yet he's shutting them all up, and he's winning. When he, hey, when he's not when he's not in, we lose games. When he is in, we're winning games. That's how valuable he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have you could still have Tyreek and Hill and Waddle and Gesecki and all those other guys on the field, but if two was not on the field. We were losing. We were zero three. Start off three zero. Went zero three. Now 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 we're what we're back on a three game win streak again. So. I love the kid. I've always loved the kid. When he was hurt, I got his jersey because that's how much I love him, even, even though all the doubters, oh, his career's going to be over. It's a season-ending season injury. He should just retire. <laughs> right? Remember remember all that? All, oh, like, yeah. The concussion thing? 
I mean, I didn't even mention that the whole concussion thing that he's not going to come back. He's going to be out for the whole season. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm the one guy out there saying he's going to, he's probably going to be back in a week or two. <laughs> like, it, you're right. he, I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I completely, I completely, uh, I completely yeah. agree. And, uh, if he could get this MVP, uh, he, he, he would deserve it. I would go crazy and it would just, it's just something to shut everybody up. It's just more icing on the cake to shut everybody up. And I would love him to have that, uh, because, uh, he deserves it and he's gone through a lot of, a lot of doubt and scrutiny and, uh, and, you know, lack of faith from his own organization and his first head coach. So, uh, yeah. And his owner. So yeah, if he could get that, uh, that'd be great. So I got nothing else to say after that. (laughs) Well, something major is popping out soon. This is a big deal for us Dolphins fans, actually. What was, what was going on? What is it? Pokemon Scarlet and Violet leaks are coming out. And supposedly, we're finally going to have a Dolphin Pokemon. Woo! You are the year, way the more year the Dolph- than The I. year the Dolphin Pokemon comes out, finally, is the year we win the Super Bowl, maybe? is it, did, did, did Nintendo just needed to give us a Dolphin Pokemon to relieve our prophecy? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I stopped playing Pokemon like I don't know forever ago, man. Like ten years ago. I know it's silly, but I'm I'm legit. I know, I know, I know, dude. No, 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 no. I I I know, man. There's there's tons of players. There's tons of people that still play it, man. And I I I kind of wish I did too. I just kind of moved on to other things. You know, I still I, I still game. Still got my Sea of Thieves. I I got Call of Duty too because everybody kept saying it was great, so I bought it. Uh, what else? Game? I, I'm, I still play my Resident Evil games, which are like ten years old, if not older than that. So, um, yeah, I, I game too. I just kind of got off the Pokemon thing. There's too many so, of them. There's too many of them to catch. You don't catch them all anymore. You just battle with them, bro. Oh, is that how it works? Huh. Got to well, battle, bro. All right. Uh, you want to end the show? Any any final thoughts? Nothing. Oh. Uh, well, we agree. We're gonna rec- we're gonna do a, a we're gonna do another recording with our picks of the week. We'll discuss more about our picks of the week coming up, fans. So just keep that in mind. Uh, but no, at this point, um, not much to say, Mike. You were pretty much in the lead most of the day, most of the night recording, and you pretty much explained everything perfectly. Uh, a lot of good things going our way, but I would like to see more. This is still a little too much of a flawed team, but here's hoping the second half of the season they correct a lot of their defensive issues. And yeah, maybe when Byron Jones comes back, maybe things will be a little bit better on the defensive side. Of yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That was one of my questions. I, I know you kind of touched on it without me asking you, but uh, I wanted to watch. Uh, I, I There's been some talk about like the Dolphins being a Super Bowl team. And before we close, I just want to say that, like, look, and I'm going to feed off of what you said. Um, look, the the Dolphins they might have a Super Bowl offense and a, and a possible Super Bowl type of quarterback and wide receivers and stuff, but you cannot be a one sided team and go the distance. I mean, there's there's been a lot of high flying offenses that had no defense over the over the over some of the recent years, and and they just got like bounced off, bounced out uh, out of the like first first round of the playoffs. Like you cannot go all the way and just play offense with no defense. You yeah, that's that's gonna how you can't you can't do you can't do that in January. No, you can't. It's it's a total team effort, and sometimes the defense kind of gets overshadowed when you know by the offense and quarterbacks and stuff in this game. But you, you can't win the big one if you're allowing oodles and oodles of points to the other team. I mean, we saw Russell Wilson cook for the Seahawks a couple years ago. And he had a horrible defense, and he made his way to the playoffs because he just kept slinging it, slinging it, slinging it, and then he faced the Rams in the playoffs and couldn't do anything. And the and the Seahawks couldn't stop anybody. 
So he got bounced out. And there's probably more examples right now, but that, that's the one the only one that came to my head. I know there's uh, there were the Cowboys years where I think Prescott might have been slinging it, and they had a terrible defense. They didn't really get far. Um, trying to think of any other examples, but those are the those are the two that I can think of right now. So, yeah. And you want to add to that or n- no? You're good. I'm good, bro. You pr- everything was perfect. Yeah, yeah, everything was great. It was a great podcast. It flew by. Look, we just made it to an hour. Uh, so um, yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hope we got some more damn dolphins disciples on us. And uh, you know this this uh, podcast episode is going to be posted on Spotify, DolphinsTalk dot uh, com, and FinHeaven dot com. So uh, with that, I say good night. Good night and good luck. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk dot com podcast network.